Hello and welcome to episode 77 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. And joining me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can find me on Twitter at League Freak. How you doing there, mate? I'm doing very well. How are you, Andrew? Yeah, I'm slowly getting better. That's good. You weren't you weren't too well earlier in the day. You sound a lot better now, though. Yeah, I was uh, I was dripping like the proverbial tap, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it happens. It happens. <laughs> um, I was expecting you to say something else then. Um, I tried not to. I'm trying to clean up my act, you know. Yeah, I know. We're doing a good job here. Yeah. Um, this is going to test us, though. So tonight we've had the judiciary. They've had a mm-hmm. big night. So they're listening yeah. to the uh, cases for Kane Evans, Hudson Young, and Jared Maria Hargraves over their hits over the weekend and other uh, actions. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Jared Maria Hargraves was the first one up uh, in front of the judge and jury. Um, but he's been cleared. So the yeah. first judge that uh, because the, the the player was falling as he went into the tackle and he's had his arms down, I think they're pretty much sure that that was the accident that it appeared to be. Yeah, and I think that's the correct call as well. I mean, his arm was down by his side. Um, the player, the player's head fell down into his arm as he was falling towards the ground anyway. And, uh, you know, uh, like outside of disappearing completely, there's nothing really he could have done, you know, aside from not being there. So I thought that was the correct decision. And, um, I've seen some people piss and moan about it, but, you know, like what would a suspension have done in that instance? It wouldn't have taught him a lesson. It, it was completely unavoidable from his point of view. It wasn't reckless. It wasn't careless or anything. He was literally just in the wrong place at the wrong time. So I thought that was the right decision, that one. Absolutely. See, if we if we look at it in all honesty, the majority of the impact was when Liam Knight's head hit the other Roosters player in the head and then when he banged his head on the ground because the cut on his head came from the other side that Maria Hargraves didn't hit. Yeah. Definitely, and like when you when I saw it in real speed, I was like, "Oh man, he's been absolutely smacked here." But then when you saw it in slow motion, and you realised that no, nah, it was actually the you know the head clash that and and hitting the ground that did the majority of the. I mean, I think by the time he hit where he Hargraves' head, he was just about gone. Uh, arm, he was just about gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, you know I, I'm happy that the judiciary looked at it. But at the same time, I think they made the right decision that, you know, he had no case to answer. Absolutely agree. Um, moving on to the next case. There was a, this is the more um, hotly contested one, and it was Hudson Young mm. who came in before the judiciary for the second time this year charged with eye gouging. Mm-hmm. Um, Hudson Young said that he felt he's fingers on um, Adam Pompey's head and tried to rip it out, tried to rip his hand out as fast as he could. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. Does he mention how he, he, he had his hand there and he pulled it out, but then he put his hand back down there and pulled yeah. it out harder? Like, did he mention that at all? No, no, no. So it was like, I accidentally had it on his hand. I accidentally put it in there again just to make sure it was an accident. And then I took it back out again as fast as I could. Maybe that was his defense. Yeah, it's it's like, what the I, hell, man? Yeah. That's like saying, 
uh, I just need to check that the gun was empty. So I pulled the trigger a few times and it accidentally shot someone. I tell you what. Sure, I didn't like that person I shot. Yeah. And it was, was quite fortunate that they were in the room at the same time I had a gun in my hand. I was but worried I didn't mean about... to I didn't mean to shoot him though. I was worried about them, so I had to check that the gun was loaded, so I pulled the trigger. <laughs> turned out it was loaded. <laughs> Uh, and God, let me that say, if that's the way he runs his hands over everything, man, he must be he must be vicious when he wipes his own ass. Yeah, it might explain. Um, yeah. Please don't we, angry. <laughs> might do, yes. I'm trying to clean um, up my act here, Andrew. Yeah, let's move on. So Ricky Stewart's come out after this, and he's um he's Ricky's pissed off. Yeah, I've actually he's really pissed off. I've actually got uh. You so do. And bite from him, yeah. It's so, direct. It's directly from the judiciary too. So I'll, I'll, I'll mention some of his quotes, and okay. then uh, you you get the direct quote at the end there, okay? Okay, okay. okay so um, Stuart was furious with rugby league commentators, primarily NRL 360's Ben Eichen, who claimed, mm. who he claimed, had sarcastically questioned his integrity and attacked his character. So, Stuart said. I'm confused with some of the characters that our broadcasters employ who have viciously attacked Hudson Young. They have forgotten their past very quickly. Mm. Stewart then took aim at ex-Bears, Brisbane and Gold Coast player Ben Eichen, who remarked that Ricky Stewart said, it's not an eye gouge. I copped the judiciary verdict but don't agree with it, said Stewart, and I don't appreciate Ben Eichen on Fox Sports sarcastically questioning my integrity, saying in a jovial manner that Ricky Stewart believes that Hudson Young didn't eye gouge Poppy. I would not support Hudson if I thought he eye-gouged Poppy. Ben Eichen needs to do his research as a journalist, something he is lacking in remembering that the last time Hudson had this issue, as in eye-gouging, I showed no remorse, nor did I support his actions. I'm an honest bloke, and I can try to play the coach looking after his player card, which I believe from his so-called standing in the game is unprofessional in attacking my character. Okay. Well, here's some more that... Ricky Stewart had to say. Yes, please go. <laughs> like, just shut, just shut up, Ricky. It's, I mean, what's uh, viciously sarcastic? Like, did Ben was Ben Eichen on NRL three sixty going? Uh, of course, Ricky. Of course, you're not looking after your player. Like, how's what's viciously sarcastic? Yeah. Furthermore. I don't think anyone on the panel, and I've watched an awful lot of uh, Paul Kent's first grade career. Yeah, I don't think anyone on that panel, including Paul Kent, has ever engaged in eye gouging on the field in first grade. No, no, that's true. Like, and Ben Eichen's pretty subdued for the most part. Yeah, like Ricky. I Stewart call him laid back more than sarcastic. Yeah. You know what Ricky Stewart needs to do? He needs to get this young bloke and put him in friggin' boxing gloves whenever he plays the game. Just so in case his hands just happen to be around someone's eyes, which has happened twice this year, he doesn't hook his fingers involuntarily because they're strapped up like his bloody Captain Hook, apparently. You know? And go back yeah. in for seconds. Yeah. It's not a Black Forest cake, Hudson. <laughs> This is exactly right. Now, furthermore, there is never, ever 
any need for any player to have their hand around a player's face at any time in any game. Let alone no. putting your hand in there for a second, a second crack like that. Okay, I can I can forgive him almost for the first one because mm-hmm. the player was falling forward. He'd gone high in the tackle. His hand could have just slipped across his face. Fair enough. But you put your hand back in a second time and you had that hooked motion with your hand and you ripped that fucker up. Yeah. That looked and horrible. Been, yeah, and he's been found guilty of it twice now. Yes. In the one season. It's like, you know, and and that's it. I mean, reputation locked in. All the other players will know it, and he yeah. needs to get that shit out of his game. And I, I mean, how many weeks did he get for this? Well, we'll get to that in a sec because he actually got. Um, well, worries where Adam Pompey, the victim of the attempt, came mm. in to be part of the defence. Mm. So he said, no, I didn't feel any gouging. I didn't feel any fingers around my eyes. There's none of that. And that's all fair. That's lucky on his behalf. That's all fine. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't excuse the fact that it looked very much like a blatant attempt to gouge eyes. Mm -hmm. Just because it wasn't successful doesn't take away the severity of the action. It just means some bloke on the receiving end still has his eyesight. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah. And this is the problem I have with um, suspending based on the severity of an injury caused by the the action. It should mm-hmm. never be about that. It should be about you get suspended based on how intentional it was mm-hmm. and how severely or graphically intentional it was. And I'd also yeah. add an extra degree on there for how stupid it is because mm-hmm. I am massive on suspending players heavily for being stupid. And we've talked about this recently in that a lot, the swinging arms and stuff basically don't exist anymore. But the the suspensions that are left over for grubby acts are just not harsh enough. And they need to be smashed for it. They do. They do. Because this grubby shit has no place in the game whatsoever. No. Um, so anyway, the NRL said that... When they're deliberating, they they were looking at somewhere between ten and twelve weeks. Um, Young's defence was thinking somewhere between five and six. Looks like they come to a compromise because he was found guilty of dangerous contact and was suspended for eight games. It's not good enough. Eight games, it's just not good enough. I liked uh, you said twelve months, especially considering that it was only a couple of a few months ago. That he did the he he was uh, convicted of doing this a similar thing to Aiden Tolman. Yep. Uh, yeah, twelve months. I'd I'd be happy with him not playing for twelve months. And I wanted to, I want to make sure that people are clear that this is not bias. I believe from the get go too that um, Josh McGuire should have also copped the same length suspension for his two attempts this year. Yeah. Furthermore. The more graphic, the most graphic of all of them was that one by George Burgess on Robbie Farrow. That should have also got the same length. We can't go take, being light on eye gouging. It's fucking horrific. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's, like, there's no place for, like, any sort of leniency. You know, no. these players, when they're in these positions that it happens to them, their faces are completely vulnerable. 
And yeah, just, you know, if they started handing out 12 month suspensions, man, it would stop immediately. Exactly. I mean, what if any of these three players had have actually done so much severe damage to this person's eye that it dislodged the friggin' eyeball or, or mm. you know, punctured it or whatever else and completely blinded that person in one eye? What would the suspension be then? Yeah, And exactly. would you say that the suspension would then fit the crime? Like some person loses their vision in one eye and has to retire from playing the game. Mm. Is a 12 month suspension then big enough for that? Of course it's not. But mm. this is why you can't go around suspending based on the severity of the injury. Mm-hmm. Some injuries and some, some tackles will lead to some players' careers being ended. You can't end a player's career with a suspension. Like, what does does um does McLean deserve to be suspended for life because he put McKinnon out of the game for life? No. Yeah, it it's I, I agree with that. Have you ever seen that basketball player whose eye come out of the eye socket during a game? No. I I think it might have been in the NBL. Hey. Right. And uh, yeah, his eye come out. I, I think he he got a poke in the eye, and his eye come out of the eye socket. It wasn't wasn't pretty. Well, no, it wouldn't be. Mm. That's, but yeah, we can't be sitting there taking going easy on this stuff, not in the slightest. And eye gouging should have a it should be minimum double digit week suspension. Definitely, one hundred percent. Yeah, if you're if you're attempted an eye gouge, then you should be looking at a bare minimum ten week suspension, and we just go from there based on severity. And the other thing I'd be suggesting too is for grubby stuff like that, um, you get suspended without pay. Because it's too easy for these players to go on the sideline and just go, oh, well, I don't have to play for 10 weeks, but at least I'm still making a few grand a week. It's all, you know, it's not that bad, I guess. I still train and everything else. But, you know, it should be great to be on the field. It's a bit of a bummer, but, you know, take the money off them. I tell you what, that would definitely stop it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The, the purpose of punishments is to serve as both a punishment and as a deterrent. And at the moment, yeah. all they're doing is a punishment. Yeah, that's true. And well, it's five five hour eye gouging attempts this year. It's wrong. It's ridiculous. Get harder on it. Yeah, and I don't think it's it's any um coincidence that these these bands are not long enough and that we're seeing it happen more and more. You know, and it's something that's been out of the game for a very long time. I mean, how many eye gouge, gouging incidents do we see in a decade normally? Like a yeah. a, a handful. We've seen that many this year, handful. It's it's atrocious. Um, what did you think of Burgess's uh, Sam Burgess's suspension for pulling hair? I fully agree with it, and yeah, so I'll tell I. you, I'll tell you why too, because it's fucking stupid. Yep. And this is what I was saying before: players should get suspended for doing absolutely stupid things on the field. That that hair pulling stuff, I don't care how menial and how pointless it is and how dumb it looks. The fact is, it's dumb. It is so, so ridiculously stupid. And the fact is, he's a repeat offender of that several times. They've got a good system in place for this grubby little stuff like this. And he keeps breaking it. It's yeah. practically a system designed to protect him, and he still broke it. He is so stupid. He deserves more than a week just for being so damn stupid. Yep. I agree, and, and like he's, you know, he's had some problems this year because he he's had injury, and then he comes back and he gets suspended, and he's doing all this other stuff, and it's like, 
man, you you got to be smarter when you play the game. And yeah, I always think that when there's a suspension for something that you you see on the field and you're like, what the hell was he even thinking? It's like when James uh, Roberts punched Corey Oates or hit Corey Oates in the back of the head yeah. while he's face down on the ground. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, that's just dopey behaviour. Yeah. And that stuff should be... should You should just come, come down on that heavily. You're just saying, look, the game's tough enough as it is already. You don't need to be more on top of it. Grow mm-hmm. up. Yep. 100% agree with you. So, yeah, I... I've got no issue with that. I've seen everybody blowing up about it. Oh, he shouldn't get a week just for pulling someone's hair. No, fuck that. He can have. He should get two weeks just for being that damn stupid. Yeah. Everyone's talking about how how much of a bloody superstar he is and how much the game needs him. You know, the game doesn't need that bullshit in it. Exactly. You can take that Hip. crap and go go to the freaking playground with all the other four year olds who do that shit. <laughs> it's a professional sport for fuck's sake, Sam. Grow up. Exactly. Take two weeks to go and have a look at yourself. Anyway, <laughs> you get fired up about all these suspensions. Oh, it's great. I am, yeah. Um, at the moment, right now, as we speak, Kane Evans is before the judiciary. Mm-hmm. Um, some bad yep. news for Kane Evans in this one is that the his hit is currently being compared to one by Jabri Hargraves from last year and one by Matt Lodge. Well, there's yeah. some company. <laughs> yeah. It's like when they when they bring up the defenses and you just when your defense team brings up something and you just slink into your chair and put your hand, head in your hands and you're like oh man, <laughs> damn it! Uh, you just look at that and go oh, JWH and then Matt Lodge going okay so I'm I'm getting at least three or four weeks here yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man and he's was a I mean that was a bad hit he put on and and you know he deserves a few weeks for that one. Yeah, that that poor kid got freaking clocked. He got hit hard. Yeah, um, out. I wouldn't be surprised if Evans misses this entire final series. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked by that either. Or well, hopefully they. I mean, they should come out with a decision by the time we finish the podcast, so we can yeah. have a talk about that once uh, once that comes down. We can. Now we do have a admission of wrong to make. In the last yeah. episode, we did say that there was. We we said that the Super League was running under a Super Eight format, and someone's correct us and saying no. Prior to this year, they were using a super a top eight, top four, and this year they're using a top five. Okay, I will concede that this year it is a top five. I got that wrong. I put my hand up. I got that wrong. That's all my fault. Now, yeah, Andrew. The previous the previous year. Next time, Andrew. Yeah, well, I'll I'll try to. I'll try to. Now, the previous years, I'm not going to concede that that's a top four, though. Because they had that stupid eight system. Yeah. I'm not going to call it super because it was anything but. It was stupid. Yeah. And I think any system whereby you cannot put down who's going to be playing who at the start of the year, mm. that is not part of the regular season. That's part of the final system. Exactly. If you've got to wait for the regular season to finish before you know who's playing in the next lot of games... That's part of the final system. So that Super 8s was to determine the top four. So as far as I'm concerned, they're all playoffs. That's top That's top eight. I'm sticking with that. I don't care. And that was, uh, we, were, we were sent that message by <laughs> Eric on Twitter. So thanks for sending that message in, Eric. And he's, uh, he's uh, 
Name is Cheshire Blue CW2. So, um, yeah. So that's, uh, that was good to get that and get that out the way. And, um, yeah, sometimes you make mistakes. We all do. I I made that mistake of talking about them as a top eight too. So it happens. I'll always put my hand up and admit my mistakes. There's there's nothing to gain from trying to argue your way out of it. No, no, that's true. Except for stupid eights. That was finals. Yeah, that, that's, that <laughs> system was so... It was so utterly ridiculous. And I remember when they brought it in, and I was like, what the hell is this? I actually had people that were messaging me saying, you got to look at this, you got to look at this. And I was like, what? I, it took me so long to understand what they would do. Um, and yeah, I'm so glad they, they got rid of that crap. It was so oh, stupid. Yeah. I, I got shown by um, Sean, who created the Rugby League Project website, um, a video. He said, check out this. This is them explaining how the new finals format will work in the Super League next year. Mm. And when I opened up the link to the YouTube video that showed it all, I, from, from memory, the video went for about four minutes. And I went, any final system that needs to be explained over the course of four minutes yeah. sounds like dog shit already. Yeah. And I sat yeah. through it, and the whole time I was listening to it going, why is this in effect? How yeah. does this help? Like, what's the point of playing 25 rounds beforehand if you've got to play another seven games on top of that before you play the final three games to determine who's going to be the grand finalist? <coughs> and I hated it more because then we had to try and work out a way of making it work on the website, which is just painful. Yeah, I can and, imagine. And while I'm happy that it's gone because it's easy to manage on the website, I'm also pissed off because for three or four years we've now got this weird, stupid system in place that it's just hard to explain and hard to put on there. Mm. So, um, you idiot, Super League. Yeah, definitely. But, thank, but also thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, some Super League news. Oh, you yeah, so, some Super League news. St. Helens, they have confirmed... That uh, Tongan coach Christian Wolf, who's been coaching in Newcastle Knights for the last couple of weeks, he's now their head coach for next season. So it's going to be interesting to see how he goes over in Super League. Um, obviously, coaching St. Helens, he'll do all right. Um, he'll have to win over the fans. They probably are going to want to see some attacking football out of him. Um, but chances are there'll be, you know, because Warrington like rents space for free in their heads. Probably going to lose the grand final to Warrington. So he'll be going into a club that's got, you know, one last step to make. They've um, they've got a bit of a record of being chokers, haven't they, Saints? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, they love getting to a grand final, get to a big occasion, and then just choking hard. What is it with Saints teams that choke? I don't, I don't know. It's it's remarkable. The dragons, the dragons choke as good as anyone in world sport. Yeah. Just trying to see how many grand finals has St. Helens been in? How many have they won in recent times? Uh, let's see. They were they won in two thousand and two mm-hmm. and then they finished fourth and they finished fifth. Then they lost the finals eliminator, then they won in two thousand six. Then they'll run us up in 2007, run us up in 2008, run us up in 2009, run us up in 2010, run us up in 2011. Qualifying semi in 2012, preliminary in 2013, premiers in 2014. Oh, they've finally got a win. 
2015 semi-final, 2016 semi-final, 2017 semi-final, 2018 minor premiers and bowed out in the in the uh, semi-final. Yeah, they've got a pretty good record of choking. Yeah. James Graham has been a runner-up in so many grand finals, hey? He has, the poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And there I was do... some... Uh, speaking of uh, Paul Weyers, there was some news today that shocked me, and that's that Manly have called up Tony T-Rex Williams into their 21-man squad for the yes. game against the Sharks. Like, how desperate are you if you're calling up Tony Williams? I think Parramatta should counter this. Yeah. And they, sh- they should name Dave Taylor as their 21st man. <laughs> well, Manly had to apply for an exemption to get him into the side. And I tweeted today that the Sharks also applied for an exemption to get Tony Williams into the Manly Seagulls side. Because <laughs> exactly he's right. such a... He's such a bludger of a player. Like, when was the last time Tony Williams did something good on a rugby league field? I reckon the Sharks probably was the letter saying to the NRL going, don't worry about Libra at it, we fully approve. Yeah. <laughs> we fully approve. They think that it's going to be like some sort of, you know, protest or something, and it's the Sharks say, please, please let this go through. Yeah, we're, we're good blokes. We're all yeah. about We're all about uh, harmony, make sure everyone's got a fair go. He's okay. You can let him play. It's fine by us. We're happy with that. <laughs> Seriously, like, I, I, they just must... I, I don't understand why I do it. I mean, sometimes coaches, they they have players that they've relied on in the past or that they trust and things like that, and they'll go back to them. But I wouldn't be doing it with Tony Williams. Well, Des does like him, though. Yeah, it's... I mean, that's, it's a warning sign for Manly. If I was the Sea Eagles, uh, you know, and I don't know who else they've got at that club that does anything. I'm sure that Bob Fulton, they can get him back to do something. But, um, yeah, I'd be saying, listen, Des, we're not doing this. Uh-uh-uh. Because you know, you know as a Manly fan, given that Des loves him so much, that if Tony has even a semi-decent performance, you're locking him down at 500 grand a year for the next four years. Yeah. He's in that side. Oh, man. what a th- I just can't believe it. I can't believe they haven't got somebody else there that can do that job. They're pretty much all injured. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I um, mean, what do you reckon? Manly are out there this week, eh? Well... What Manly should have done if that was smart is just said to Trent Barrett, look, you know, we've paid for you for the year. How's about you just have one last run of Brookie? Just pull on the socks. Yeah. Pull, pull on your Steelers socks. Yeah, we can let yeah. you have a run around the around the, around the the ground. Do a yeah. few hit-ups. And we can have a big thank you party over at Family Hill. Yep. We'll pull out a rug out there for you. You can sit down and sit down with some of the fans who might be game enough to sit over there where the asbestos is. I mean, where the hill is. It's the sand pit. It's a sand feature. Pit. Yeah. 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 You know, all of those fine dust particles, you you get it all in your hair and stuff. You get it deep in your lungs. It's like glitter. Yeah, exactly. It sparkles in the sun. There's nothing um, wrong with a bit. You know what? A bit of asbestos puts some hair on your chest. Put some hair in your lungs too. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
yeah, so I suppose on that news too, um, Manly's, Manly's Brookvale Oval, which was found to have as best on it, has been passed okay by the NRL to host this weekend's finals match. I've got a question for you. If I give you two free tickets to go to that game, no. sit on the hill, no. you wouldn't take them? No. I wouldn't take them either. Fuck um, that. Fucking asbestos, it, man. If you had to ask me that question three weeks ago, yeah. I still would have said no. Oh, that's fair enough. <laughs> I, I would have said no as well, because I'm a... Well, first of all, I like to have a nice, you know, swivel chair. I'm normally up in the box calling games and stuff. I've got standards now. Walking around, saying hello to bloody Brickamole as he walks past, stuff like that. It's just how I roll at the footy these days. Well, that's, that's the thing. Oh, I'd, I'd go beyond standards. They're now demands, expectations. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know. So I, the other thing I like is a coffee. I had a coffee for the first time at the footy. It was pretty good. Yeah. Like, the coffee was, you know, neither here nor there. But did just having a, coffee. Damn, did you have a lackey get it for you? <laughs> no, I had a very nice co-commentator go and get me the coffee. So you do nice. have a lackey. No, he was a co-commentator. He was having a break, and they were like, "Man, do you want anything?" I was uh, like, "I would kill for a coffee," but I said, "Don't let, don't let Daniel get it for me because he's he has tonsillitis. I don't want to die." You said you would kill for a coffee. See, that's threatening behaviour. <laughs> Imagine if it turned out like I, I <laughs> sat down and I said, "You know, last week when I asked for a coffee, how did it come across?" And they said, "You turned around all angry and said." I want a coffee. And he I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you know how sometimes your perception of like instances is it's very wrong compared to what you remembered? Yes. Yeah. That could very well be one of those moments. It's weird because it's always, it's always like completely different when you're with a chick and she says, Oh, you said this, 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 and it's like that's not how I remember it. Yeah, all I remember was saying yes. Yeah, I don't remember sitting there in silence while you badgered me. Nah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, just a bit of something lighthearted here. Okay, I, yeah. I had I had a look at the Inside Sport magazine at the start of the year where I put down, um how I thought the NRL ladder would look at the end of the regular season. Okay, yeah. I thought we might check out how I went compared to what actually happened. Ooh, this would be good. Now, there's there's four teams that I got woefully wrong. Okay. But the rest are kind of thereabouts. I was a bit surprised. Anyway, yeah, I had the Roosters at first. They finished second. Yep, that's fair enough. I had South second. They finished third. That's fair enough. I had Penrith third. They finished 10th. I think that's um, defensible. Yeah. I had Brisbane fourth. They finished eighth. I had, uh, I had Brisbane that high. Melbourne fifth. They finished first. I think that's the, defensible too. Uh, the Dragons at sixth. They finished 15th. That's definitely defensible. I picked Cronulla at seventh, and that's where they ended up. That's a great shot. Got it. And I had Canberra at eighth, and they finished fourth. Okay, I think that's defensible as well. Now, in the bottom eight, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I didn't have the West Tigers at ninth. I had the Bulldogs at ninth, and they finished twelfth. Yeah, that's completely indefensible. I can't. That that's disgusting. Yeah. You I'm, should know I'm, better than that. Don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, had the Cowboys at tenth. They finished fourteenth. That's not bad. Had the Tigers at eleventh. They finished ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, had the Knights at. Uh, had the Knights at 12th and they finished 11th. Wow, that was close. Uh, Manly at 13th, they finished 6th. Wow. Warriors at at 14th, they finished 13th. Yeah, that was good. The Titans at 15th and they finished 16th. Yeah. And Parramatta last and they finished (laughs) 5th. That one was a little bit out, that one. But yeah. I think for the most part, you can look at the ones that you're off with and you can, like, I mean, Manly's had an, an unbelievable turnaround this season. Like, no one saw that coming. And Penrith right. was so disappointing. No one saw that coming. Um, so, yeah, most of them, I think you can say, the only one really I think that you seem to be off with was Parramatta. Yeah, but this is the thing. I think what I was looking at there, based on what I can recall, was that the teams that I've got a long way wrong, that's based on how they performed the previous year and knowing that they'd made very little changes to their rosters. Mm-hmm. So I expected more of the same the following year because mm-hmm. Parramatta had made next to no changes to their roster other than bringing in really Blake Ferguson. And I guess the thing is, too, you couldn't have realised that there was about to be this Clint Gutherson explosion of brilliance. Wow. Like, who could predict that? And I'll tell you what, when it happens, it'll be amazing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I expected a little bit of bounce back from Manly, but not as much as what happened. Mm, yeah. Um, as you can see there, I didn't. I wasn't on the bandwagon thinking Newcastle were going to be in the top eight. And I almost yeah. got that spot on. Um, the Dragons... Wow, they they underachieved like nothing else. Unbelievable. I think they probably underachieved way more than Penrith did, eh? Definitely, definitely. And, yeah, Penrith was the other one, which was, I thought they'd do a bit better. Yeah, and, and they really should have. Because um, they're, they're such a young squad. They should have been doing better than they did. Yeah, it's now. weird to think that, like, if you look at where the Panthers were... It, where you thought they'd be at the start of the year and where they are now. And, I mean, they've had a lot of changes to that team. It's kind of weird that it's all happened just in the space of one season, within one season. Yeah. So I, was, I wasn't too disappointed. I thought I did, did reasonably well, considering mm-hmm. that's all major league guesswork. Um, yeah, I, I wish I'd put... I, I don't have anything like that written down. I don't think I did any sort of um, guesswork on what the ladder would be. So, unfortunately, I haven't got a list like that. I think it would have been... I think it would have been out a little bit more. I probably would have overestimated, um, obviously, the Panthers and the Dragons. I think it would have definitely overestimated the Cowboys. Um, Outside of that, I probably wouldn't have expected the Storm to be minor premiers. Uh, I think I probably would have picked Penrith as minor premiers, hey? And that's not too surprising, given that many, many people had them penned for a grand final appearance this year. Yeah. 
That's so disappointing. It is. Now, Kane Evans has been unsuccessful in having his careless high tackle downgraded and will be suspended for Sunday for Paramount's elimination final against Brisbane. They're now deciding how long he'll be suspended for. Okay. How long <laughs> do you reckon he'll get? Uh, I'll probably say three weeks. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess say five. Five. Yeah. It's just a guess. Will be interesting. Yeah, it will be. I th- I think the thing that I mean, it was a bad one. It was he knocked him out. So, oh yeah, he was gone cold. Yeah, poor bugger. Uh, any other news? Have we got any emails? No, we've had no emails, hey. Um, no emails to podcast at com. No, none at all. Come I mean, on, our people. listeners are very interactive on Twitter. and But, yeah, they're not so interactive with the old uh, email address. Uh, any letters? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if there was. That would be creepy. It would be, given we haven't given out an address. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what else we can do here. We, I think we're pretty much wrapped it up. Is there anything else yeah. you want to? Is there anything else we need to discuss? Uh, no. I think it's it's been a good episode. It's a bit of a late night one. It was. It's a little bit off of uh, our normal schedule, but we wanted to make sure that people woke up on Wednesday morning and they had something that they could, you know, get in their ears, get our voices pumping into their heads. And I think that we've done a good job at, at making sure that happened. Well, that's true. Um, I will say a few more things uh, just quickly. Um, James Tedesco won back-to-back Brad Fittler medals tonight. Mm-hmm. And we have decided that we might start doing a few uh, reviews slash commentaries of past grand finals in future episodes. Yes. It's going to be good fun. Unlike going back, because the NRL website, if you, what is it? If you've got NRL TV, I believe it's called. Yeah. um, They they have all the grand finals from last year's going all the way back to 1966. So what we might do is just go one by one from 1966 onwards. That'd be pretty cool. Talk about how the styles are played, the players that are on the field, some of the stuff that's going on in the field. I mean, we were watching one earlier today. Um, and, man, some of the stuff. I mean, at one point, you know, Postman Pat comes out and he <laughs> does some work on a player who was writhing in pain. I basically <laughs> told him, you know, get up and get back in the team. And then he folds up his little doctor's bag and walks off like he'd actually done something. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty funny. Yes, his, his little box just had the sort of the sponges in it. Yeah. That was it. It's very, uh, it's weird. I, you know, one of the things I like from watching those videos is seeing Sydney in the background. And it, it's so interesting when you look at a game now that it's all like, you know, it's all glitz and glamour and all around the stadium's all done up. Whereas back then at the SCG, I mean, it was just an industrial backdrop, really. Pretty much, yeah. So different. Oh, that's true. Even the funny thing for me is that um, the the SCG looks virtually unchanged for for a lot of the games. Yeah, it, it's and the thing too is that 
Like, it wasn't that long ago that it was pretty bare bones, the SCG. Yeah. Because you kind of think of it as being, I mean, obviously it's the SCG. It's where Bradman played, you know. It's where all these great sporting moments have happened. And you kind of think that there were decent stands and stuff back then. But no, there weren't. It was, it was not much to it. Yeah, it was a little bit shady. Yeah, it was very strange. But it is wonderful to see some of the some of the older players and um, some of the things that occur in games. So that's going to be good fun going through those games one by one. And we obviously won't commentate them, but we'll just have a chat about what's going on, what we're noticing. And, um, man, there was some of the, you know what, I, the scrums, the good old days. Oh, there's going to be a lot of... Uh... A lot of mentions about the good old days. Yeah, um, we can't confirm whether it'll be sarcastic or not, but there will be well, plenty of mention about the good old days. Or we can promise that they'll be good and they'll be old, and they're all days, no nights, just the days. Yeah, it'll be very old. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's something what we might start tinkering with during during this uh, next month and a half, but mostly over the off season, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, It'll be something that people can, you know, when they need their rugby league fix, they can jump on, listen to us talking about what we think about different players that are running out there and how they'd go in today's game, how today's players would go back then, maybe how the rules are different and all sorts of cool stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be a good little uh, stroll down memory lane, I guess, for some of those episodes. So that'll be pretty cool. So yeah. that that's coming up in the future. Um, still working on some other episodes once I'm a little bit more healthy, um, which are going to be two brilliant history pieces that we're going to get together very shortly too. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. And we haven't done a live show for a few weeks. Feels yeah, like mate. Well, Yeah, when uh, I'm trying to think, all of the finals games are on this week. What would be one that we could do? Um, Should we see, get the I'm, one from Asbestos Land? Yeah, I could. I could probably watch that. As, what what day is that on? Is that Saturday right? night? Saturday, okay, Saturday night. Yeah, cause, because I mean, you know, I think Manly will be going out, and I think you know, I, I, Sharks. I mean, please. Ooh, it'll be the only game I think. Actually, it's on. When is it? Yeah, it's not a 10 to 8 on Saturday night. It's mm-hmm. the only game where the team highest rank on the ladder is actually at the biggest risk of losing. Yeah. Due to the injury toll and suspensions and whatnot. So, and be it no, this will be the first time this year that the Sharks will be almost 100% available. They'll have one player out due to suspension. And that'll be uh, their winger, Raymond. Was it Rob? Ronaldo, Ronaldo Mulatalo. I think yeah. he copped a one-week suspension this week. So, other than that, everyone's fit and healthy and available, which I think is the first for the Sharks this year. Is this the first game in rugby league history that we can say this game? Cancer. If you sit in the wrong place, it's pure cancer. Well, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Excellent. So it is a gen, it is a genuine, literal danger game. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a danger game for both teams and yeah. spectators and officials. <laughs> Everyone's in danger. But it's that like 
as at least it's not windy or anything because that would make it worse. Oh wait a minute, it's fucking blowing a gale every day. It has been a bit windy this winter. It has, yeah. It always gets windy around this time of the year, apparently. Um, and I don't know why people forget about it, but they do. Yeah, it's it's been an absolute pain in the backside the winter down here in Melbourne this year. So yeah. I'm only saying that from someone who's had more viruses than Greeno this year, so. <laughs> oh, boy. You've been sicker than Charlie Sheen. Yeah, on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Your Honour. Um, <laughs> on, on that glorious note, I need to go out and get myself some tiger blood. Yep. And get get winning again. Winning. Winning. Um, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up, and we'll catch us all later on. <laughs>